On this episode, we watched Rage. Merry Cagemas, everybody. Jingle, 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 jingle. Bells, 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 bells. bells. Reindeer sound, reindeer sound. Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalen. Not chewing into the microphone like boorish cad Stuart Wellington. Jesus Christ. I was trying to do a. I was trying to do a thing like I was a horse. What, like chew your our, cud. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a cow. One of our shows was named one of the top twenty-five podcasts ever by Slate Magazine, and you. This is what you do. You ruined yeah, I'm it. I'm ruining it. Well, I'm trying to make that episode seem all the better. Okay. By starting off, uh, not as good. I see. Well, mission accomplished. So, guys, this podcast is over. Pack it up. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say before we went, Merry Cage Miss to you guys. Merry Cage Miss. Hey guys, I got both of you presents. What? what, what you go, Dan. This is yours. Okay. And Stuart, here's yours. Unwrap them. It's Cage Miss, everybody. The happiest wrinkle, time wrinkle. of the year. Rip. Is this myrrh? <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's Murr vs. Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special Murr that's made out of Merv Griffin's bones. Oh, boy. Uh, is he still alive? Uh, I mean, you could still make it out of his bones. Don't tell him I took his bone. Dan, is you it, like your present? Uh, I already have some frankincense. Can I? Re- uh, it's actually frankincense monster. <laughs> can, I, can I return it for some franken-earnest <laughs> cartoons? <laughs> I feel like what? You know, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a joke just for the Dan McCoys in the audience. As is this a comic you made yourself? Right, if exist? you remember Frank and Ernest, a terrible comic strip. Um, but what if the creator of Frank and Ernest was listening right now, Dan? And they're crying, crying into their unemployment check because of what you said. Now they can't cash that check because it's all wet. What bank are they going to? The, the bank of dry checks. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. This chick is just too wet. <laughs> but, but it still represents up, money, up, up, right? Up, up, up. Look at the sign. It says, if it's dry, you sign. <laughs> it says no wet checks. <laughs> no wet. This checks must be drier than this, and it's a slightly damp paper towel. <laughs> no wet checks, no fat checks. <laughs> Dan, what do we do on this podcast? I don't know. I don't remember. I think that we... You've ruined the cage, Miss Spirit. If I recall, this is a podcast where we examine a cold case. Uh, yeah, slowly over murder. time. Uh, no, uh, this well, is... Well, we eat uh, alphabets. It's called cereal. <laughs> yeah. No, this is a podcast where we watch a bad movie, and then we talk about it. And this is the most magical time It's the most the joyous time of the year. The reason Yippee. for the season. Cage miss. Cage miss. Now, when we celebrate one Saint Nicholas Cage, or as he's also known, Chris Cagel. <laughs> Actually, that sounds too much like Chris Angel. Forget yep. it. He's just Saint Nicholas Cage. Uh, now, we had dearly hoped that we would be bringing to you a uh, podcast on Left Behind. Okay. This evening, Which or is whenever a you're listening. Remake of a Kirk Cameron movie. Starring yeah. Nicolas Cage. Well, I wouldn't call it a remake. They're both based on the same uh, apocalyptic <laughs> Christian Idea. literature. 
They're both based on the same uh, book series. So, so it's the Omega Man to the last Left Behind's Last Man on Earth. Yes, that's what I would say. But unfortunately, Left Behind is not out yet. I was baffled by the fact that critical, uh, and I believe not even, I, I don't think it did that well commercially. No, it was number one film of the year. Why okay. didn't we just it watch, made over um, seventeen billion dollars? Why didn't we just watch the trailer like four times and then do an episode on that? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that would have been great. Would have been really fast. It just seems like it would have been out by now, especially before Christmas. But uh, instead, we were forced to uh, f- go to our fallback cage position, which was Rage. A movie called Rage. Right, two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. Because there's of rage. like a million rages out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. including that member of the Avengers Rage that the no one remembers. The name Rage for a movie. Is all the rage. Okay, I... Let that one sink in. Let that one sink in. See, if I had said that, that, Elliot, the fury that would come off of you. For some reason, when Stuart says dumb stuff, it passes over me, like uh, the angel of death over a Jewish house in Egypt. But when you say dumb stuff, it kills me, like the angel of death over an Egyptian house in Egypt. A little Passover humor. It's not the right season for it. What are you going to do? Um, so this was a movie. So, yep. K- and Cage Miss, we watch a Nicolas Cage movie. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. we like him. In this case, the Ragin' Cajun, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we watched Rage. And so, Dan, uh, so how'd you like this movie? Was it a good, bad movie? <laughs> no. A bad, bad no, we're movie. we're not there yet. Oh, well, oh, we're not oh okay, sorry. So we've talked many times about Nicolas Cage being, uh, generally bring kind of one of two modes. Yes. Either... The mirror has two cages. Frene- <laughs> uh, either like super frenetic Nicolas Cage or sleepy, dour, mumbly mouth Nicolas Cage. And unfortunately, uh, Mumbly Nick showed up to rage. Mm-hmm. With a couple moments of extreme uh, rage, rage cage. Yeah, but very little, considering the movie is called Rage. Exactly. Although the original title of the movie was apparently uh, Tokarev, which... Yeah, named after the gun. Yeah, which... Uh, Promises a lot less rage than rage. It's also not based on the Stephen King Richard Bachman novel Rage. So don't yeah. think Nicolas Cage plays a high school student who couldn't get it up when a girl wanted to sleep with him and so shoots his teacher. Yeah. It's also not based on the video game Primal Rage, where <laughs> yep, you can the- play a prehistoric gorilla monster that farts on people. <laughs> that farts on a raptor, <laughs> thus winning some kind of tournament. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. It's not based on Killer Instinct. It's not based on any N sixty four fighting game. Not Strider. It's not based on Clay Fighter, <laughs> <laughs> which I guess is an SNES game. Yeah. So should we talk about what? And uh, Rage is also directed by a man named Paco Cabezas, <laughs> which I'm sure is a real person with a real name, but it sounds like Nicolas Cage directed it under some kind of cartoon Mexican pseudonym. <laughs> so I apologize to the real life Paco Cabezas. You have a funny name. Uh, so anyway, let's talk about this movie, huh? Nicolas Cage plays a man named McGuire, Paul McGuire. And with a name like that, you know he's a badass because he's got a tough-ass first name, Paul. <laughs> or Pauly. <laughs> yeah, they call him Pauly a lot. So Paul McGuire used to be a criminal, uh, but now he's some kind of contractor, legitimate businessman, good guy. He's married to uh, Rachel McNichol. Rachel Nichols. Rachel Rachel McNicholas. There's no, there's no. Rachel McAdams. Rachel I'm... Nicholas Cage. <laughs> okay, sure. She's, he's married to Rachel Nichols, and uh, they have a daughter, uh, but she's his second wife. The uh, the daughter is an adopted daughter. But anyway, 
he uh, he has turned his back on the life of crime, which is good, good because the whisperiest, gra- graveliest man in the biz, Danny Glover, is the local cop in town. That town, Mobile, Anima, Alabama. Population, 40. And 39 <laughs> of them are criminals. Uh, because it turns out Nicolas Cage's two best friends are his old criminal buddies, Kane and Danny. And uh, But one day... True story. It does... I went to high school with a guy named Danner Kane. Whoa. I know. Looking back, I'm like, I'm so jealous. Now, see, last week you bestowed upon me the most boring story in the world award. No way. That is and way too know. cool of a name. I said you were you were in the forefront All right, I for just the nomination. I want to put Stuart up for that same prize. <laughs> Wait, no. He knew a guy who was the kid of Blythe Danner <laughs> no, and Kane no. Hunter. Come on. <laughs> You're remembering it much more interesting. Yeah. is. He's an acting killer. I don't understand. Yeah. But I want to, I do want it, to, it's true what Elliot says. In this movie, Mobile, <laughs> Your Alabama. Your story was boring. <laughs> <laughs> in this movie, Mobile, Alabama might as well be one of those like movies in the movies. Or, one sorry, of those wait, movies what? in the movies, yeah. <laughs> one of those, do you even pay attention to what you're saying? <laughs> no, I don't. I think it should be clear by now that I do not, sir. So one of those movies like in the movies, movie like in the movies. Angels with Dirty Souls and Home Alone. No, it's one of those uh, those towns that exist in the movies where it's just like apparently all of the witness reloca- relocation has gone to this one town. Because everyone's a former everyone's crook. Everyone's a former crook. Uh, it's her, and, and everybody, when they hear gunshots, do not call the police. They no, just they just pull out their guns and start firing or they get into a car chase. Yosemite Sam in it, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yosemite salmon. That's the special tonight. Uh-huh. It's a whole it's salmon. Slamming. It's a whole salmon that we put a big mustache and a cowboy hat on, and then we shoot six guns into it, <laughs> and we vex it with a mischievous rabbit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I put we, a confit we, of rabbit on it? We wave a cooked no, no, no. rabbit in front of it to infuriate it. <laughs> to make it mad, yeah. We know it's done when it says, Consarn dag nab. Ooh, it's the sound it makes when it's done being yeah. cooked. Anyway, you're sending me salmon. That's for thirty-seven dollars. <laughs> what? Then okay, for is it it's farm very, to table? It's very rare. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, then for, for for dessert we've got a Yogi Berries. Uh, no, that was yesterday's dessert special. Today we have the Elmer Fudge. Okay. <laughs> this is a Bugs Bunny villain themed restaurant. I'm sorry, I, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh man. Uh, Not Marvin the Mars Bar? Why? It could work. I, it's Marvin the Marzipan. <laughs> Wally Coyote Meal? Yeah, yeah. Super granula. Yeah, what's See, super granola. Not like an appetizer? Yeah, that's right. It's an appetizer <laughs> yeah. of oatmeal. It's, what kind of meal is this? Oatmeal, <laughs> fish, uh, and then uh, fudge or marzipan. B- before, you, uh, before you have your uh, dinner, sir, uh, the <laughs> chef wanted to send out this uh, amuse-bouche of oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds noticeably unpleasant. <laughs> It's a. You can see it as a rather large bowl of oatmeal. It's part of the market menu. I mean, it's free, basically. Not no booze, booze at all. It is a bowl of oatmeal. Well, you will not be allowed to have your entree until you finish your oatmeal. That seems like torture. (laughs) Is this some kind of prison dinner? All right, eat up, sir. No, 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 no. no, no, (laughs) The plane is coming into the the bunker. Wait, into the what? (laughs) What is the plane going into? The bunker. Bunker. Bunker? The plane bunker. Do you know? Okay. Stop right there. We're not far into this movie. 
so the plane is, is this what, plane Hitler? Yeah. <laughs> Hiding in his plane bunker? Yep. It's very angry. At the end of World War Plane? Yeah. No. So let's talk about those planes movies got dark, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they did. Well, they did that. The, All, that whole, like, how do these planes have sex thing out the window. There was that meme where they redubbed planes, you know? Yep. All different. Yeah, yeah. The plane was getting mad about different things. Yep. Anyway. What was this movie about? Oh, well, Nicolas okay. Cage. Nicholas Cage is a former criminal. He he has his beloved young daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it tur- one night, while his daughter is horsing around at home with two high school friends of hers, uh, he Who comes- look very similar. Yeah, they're I feel both- like they could have mixed it up like uh, like those Power Rangers kids. <laughs> they're both oh. they're both white skinned skinny dudes with forelocks draped yeah, over their well, head. One of them faces. has like a huge forelock over his face. The other one is for local. Uh, the 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 gay law student from How to Get Away with Murder. How do you get away with murder? Um, well, according to that film, uh, you wrap a guy up in a rug, take him to the woods, and burn him. And it's not a film; it's a television show. <laughs> good. And again, I'm not listening. Yeah, to the that's words your, I'm well, saying. Dan, I've been told that the real good film writing is being done for television mm-hmm. right now. That's what I hear. All the good movies are on television, and all the good TV shows are on the radio. <laughs> good novels are in the movies. Yep, like Pepper McGee and Molly, yep. and uh, The Great Gildersleeve, and all the good video games are on Bazooka Joe comic strips. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, Nicolas Cage comes home from a dinner to find that Danny Glover is there. And he's like, oh, man, what this this, this pig is going to hassle me again. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Au contraire. His daughter has been kidnapped. And the two boys tell a tale of kidnappers <clears throat> breaking in and stealing her. Now, This is after an opening which seemed to be paid exclusively by wine bottle product placement. There's a lot of shots of the labels of wine bottles. Uh, Which shows off how classy it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they don't drink liquor in this movie. They drink wine. It's all wine bottles label out. Uh, they So they say that people broke in, and the police are getting nowhere with their investigation. So uh, Paul and his friends, uh, they beat up a guy to try to find information, and the guy tells them no information. Basically, yep. uh, but involves them. Yeah, so Paul like gets his, uh, Paul gets his old crew back together, right? Yeah, well, Danny and Kane, his only two friends in the world, because yeah. they were all criminals together. And it turns out there's something in their went to past, criminal school together. Something in their past that may have led to this. Uh, Nicholas Cage seems to think that this kidnapping was a reprisal for something they did. Now, uh, he, the, her, his daughter turns up dead, uh, so he <laughs> let's just cut to the chase. And after his funeral. After a funeral, the my favorite character in the movie, Peter Stormare, as a wheelchair-bound <laughs> Irish, not quite sure about his accent, crime boss tells him, yeah. hey. His name is O'Connell or something like he that. Says, I feel hey. like not so sure about his accent is how they describe him on IMDb. <laughs> his character is named not so sure about his accent guy. Uh that was not a very good joke. But anyway, Peter Stormare tells him, bury the hurt inside you. I didn't get revenge when I was put in this wheelchair after a big shootout with the Russian mob. You don't worry about it. But Nicolas Cage is convinced, convinced that this is all in reprisal for a thing they did when they were kids. When they yeah. killed the bag man for the Russian mob, stole the money and his guns. Uh, and a Tokarev gun. A Tokarev gun. Because, Tokarev gu- uh, because his daughter was also killed by a Tokarev gun. And... They, he's like, uh-oh, they figured out it was us, even though that was years and years ago, and now they're coming after us. So we, Or now they, they got my daughter, so now I want revenge. And he and his two friends go on a three-man rampage through the Russian mob, which means multiple times they smash through doors, shoot everybody in a room, and then leave. Yeah. 
It's like the video game rampage with three different monsters you can choose from. Not That's at all. True. It was and nothing like that. They're each bashing the buildings as fast as they can. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. Eating, eating the people. people. Yeah, you yeah. yank a person out and chew them up. Yep, film at 11. <laughs> You don't really. You don't want to eat one of those toilets, though. They don't like eating the toilet. Well, because if you because then you uh, you shrink back into a normal person, right? And you're nude. You're uh, embarrassed, and you kind of walk off. You're not the totally nude, aren't you? Wearing like underpants or something? Well, yeah, because it's a video game for kids. Yeah, Come it's on. not like you're gonna see some dude's dick. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Now, here's what I didn't like about that game: you had a big Godzilla type monster, you had a big King Kong monster, and then you had a giant werewolf. What mm-hmm. the hell was that? You th- wait, I mean, you, you don't think wait, what big werewolf would be cool? I, don't I guess it would be cool, but there's no precedent for it. Oh, well, I'm sorry that they got points off for being original, Elias. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to be the first one in the field. You know who didn't get points off for being original because it wasn't original? Rage, starring Nicolas Cage. Let's continue, Why shall we? What? I, but yeah, what? But, I, g- I, I, g- I, here's what happens. Let me, Why, just, let me just tell the okay. story real fast. So they get trying to get revenge on the Russian group. Uh, the Russian group kidnaps Kane, and they're like, "Why are you doing this?" They say, "Well, we're getting revenge on you for killing Paul's daughter. Why would I want to kill Paul's daughter? Because we killed your brother years ago." And he's like, "What? You killed my brother?" He tells Peter Storm. The Russian guy tells Peter Stormare to kill Nicholas Cage. Peter Stormare won't. So there's a little gunfight there. And the Russian kills him. What a gunfight it was. <laughs> it's a gunfight between three men and a guy in a wheelchair. And the guy in the wheelchair almost wins. He the totally would have won if he had more bullets. Yeah. And uh, a couple more shootouts later, Nicolas Cage eventually learns. Uh, well, he, th- he he decides that Danny has been, uh, has ratted out Kane. And they get in a fight and he stabs his last living best friend. Uh, he eventually realizes Danny Glover. Throughout, there's a car chase where a cop car blows up. <laughs> Danny Glover, and every time, every time he's Nicholas, the most ineffectual cop. Every time Nicholas Cage has a car chase through the streets of Mobile, in which cops are in a blowed up car, they they must yeah. have died. Or he shoots a bunch of people. And Danny Glover shows up and goes, "Hey, just walk away." Walk away, and I won't have to th- arrest I'd, you. I really appreciate it if you not go on a rampage. I'll give you. This time. I'll give you one more try to not be so rageful. And then, okay, it's I'm working on a 74 strike to, system. I may have to take you in next time. It's I so, might have like, to book so, you so, if you kill any more people. It's so clearly that like the screenwriter had this like arc. Or Nicolas Cage's character, and they're like, "Well, shouldn't the cops show up at some point?" And they're like, "And I guess." I mean, they don't even like really give like an explanation for it. It's not like they're old like pals. It's just like, it's like, well, Danny uh, Glover's he, been kind of looking out for him. Well, but he's like, he's like, uh, he went straight, so I don't want you to not be straight anymore. So <laughs> could you just walk away? And like by that time, he's murdered several people. He's murdered a lot, and uh, and Danny Glover's this, I guess, assistant. I don't know, his yeah. deputy is like, hey. This guy might still be a criminal. Let's look after him. And he's wrong. Nicholas Cage wasn't a criminal until now when he's killed like a dozen he's people. He's killed a bunch of people, and Danny Glover's like, Some, someday I'll find a way to put you guys, you and your crew, away. It's like, yeah, just go find that body and match the Dude, there's murdered him. bodies all over your city. He was in a car chase with crashes and stuff. Put him away. Yeah, it turns out without Mel Gibson, he's not a very good cop. No, <laughs> and he's the least lethal of weapons. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to strangle somebody with a piece of spaghetti. <laughs> A dry piece of spaghetti. What? Oh, it's wow. just gonna snap. Yeah, maybe you could poke him. You could poke him in the <laughs> neck and kind of hurt him a little bit. I mean, it would be un- unpleasant. Not a pleasant I feeling. Would, like if someone poked me with a piece of spaghetti, like a heart, like oh yeah, you'd be like, ah, oh, that hurts. Stop it. I guess I'll die now. So Cut anyway, <laughs> but uh oh, 
did O'Henry write this story? Because it turns out <laughs> the Russian mob wasn't behind Nicolas Cage's daughter's death. Actually, she was horsing around with her friends with some guns they found in Nicolas Cage's closet. And accidentally, one of her friends shot her in the head. And they mm-hmm. hid the body in the woods until the police found it. So it seems Nicolas Cage's rampage has been for naught. And it was but the remnants of his past violence, which he thought he had put behind him, but which mm. reared their ugly head yeah. at the most inopportune time, robbing him of the one innocence that he had been able to lay hold it's a to. real examination of the human condition. And Nicholas you know, Cage calls he his a, wife. Is he a violent man naturally? Can he get past that? Or is it innate in him? Stuart, <laughs> answer the question. Uh, You're on trial here. I don't know. Cage trial. So, where did he get that really dark, fake-looking black hair from? <laughs> did he steal it from John Travolta when I, they got I their feel faces like that's swapped? Extra textural. <laughs> Here's the thing: Nicholas Cage does not look his best in this movie. I would, I would call him, I guess, uh, hair transplant Gary Shandling. He, he's like kind of a puffy older guy with jet black shoe polish hair. <laughs> But uh, here's, okay, so at the end, Nicolas Cage calls his wife, tells her, don't come home, as an execution squad approaches the house, cut to black, directed by Paco Cabezas. <laughs> and then over the credits, we see some police creep in, I guess, to find Nicolas Cage's dead body, and Danny Glover's just standing at the bottom of the stairs, shaking his head. When mm. will they learn? <laughs> yeah. Did another, Danny Glover... Another job done well. Oh, yeah, he's like, well, another case solved. <laughs> I'll lock this one away in my crime files. <laughs> Erase that one off the big board. Uh, Stuart, I'm surprised you didn't jump in earlier uh, when we were talking about Peter Stormare's... So the, uh, you forgot the best scene in the movie. Now, this is a scene that makes the movie worth watching, at least this part. This part. Is the scene where Nicolas Cage is pushing it's Peter It's right after Stormare Nicolas Cage's the- daughter's funeral. Peter Stormare says, let's take a walk. And so Nicholas Cage is pushing his wheelchair through the cemetery. And there's just something about the, the angle of the shot that makes Peter Stormare in his <laughs> wheelchair and Nicholas Cage walking behind him look like he's walking these two tiny legs. <laughs> it looks like Peter Stormare has two tiny dwarf legs that he's using to walk down the street. And they the keep shirt. the shot for so long. <laughs> and once Stuart pointed it out to me, I could <laughs> not see it any other way. Yeah. So it was a real optical illusion. You thought you were looking at a pretty lady, and then all of a sudden you're looking at an old lady. I mean, that is just a natural passage of time. Mm-hmm. You thought you were looking at a duck, and then you were looking at a rabbit. Again, the natural passage of time. You marry a duck, and suddenly in the blink of an eye, it's 40 years later, and you're, that duck's a rabbit. Mm, a rascally rabbit. <laughs> a wascally rabbit. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sensing a like a Bugs, Bugs Bunny theme. or Yeah, the restaurant, the Bugs Bunny theme restaurant that I opened. Sure. Yeah. That's right. It's mostly carrots. Is it like a plan in Hollywood? Does it have like a mannequin wearing backwards Bugs Bunny and Taz clothes? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. And uh one of one of Bugs Bunny's original teeth is in a yeah. is in a case. And for a while in the nineties it was like a hip hop restaurant for some reason yeah. that I yeah. don't quite understand. And then in the early two thousands it was like this weird action science fiction restaurant. Yeah. Do you guys remember that show Lunatics Unleashed? Oh, that was the it was the uh where like it was a sci-fi version The Adventures of, of Buzz Bunny. I'll yeah. tell you when that show made sense to me. Okay. I was in the Dominican Republic <laughs> waiting in a very small airport. <laughs> I had malaria. <laughs> and it, it was on a, t- on a TV in the food court of this very small airport. It was playing Lunatics Unleashed dubbed into Spanish. <clears throat> and there's something about watching it in Spanish where it was like, all right, 
This makes sense as the like bizarre bootleg Looney Tunes cartoon produced yeah. in the Dominican Republic where they don't really understand that the characters are not badass action heroes. This makes sense to me now. So I advise you to watch it in Spanish in, a, in the DR airport. The Dominican Republic. And, uh, it's worth a trip. That shit out. That's um, what you're saying, right? It's worth, worth a trip. Oh, yeah. And then just turn around and come right back. Yeah. So Bugs Bunny, let's set him aside. We're talking about Rage Cage and the Cage of Rage. I don't know how much there is. To he is trapped by his rage. He That's is, the thing. Yeah, his rage has damned him. And I'll tell you this. Okay, I'll give you this. The story is thin as all get out. Yep. There's not a lot of plot here. There's not a lot of character. But uh, for a movie that's not very good and is very boring, I thought at times visually it had some nice style. There were shots every now and then where I was like, oh, that's an interesting shot. Uh, now, there were also a lot of action scenes where you couldn't really tell what was going on, and then it would turn to ultra slow-mo, and there'd just be people pumping gun bullets into walls. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, I, f- I felt like it was a weird gun mixture bullets are the of... the worst kind of bullets. Oh, yeah. It was a weird mixture of, like very boring shots and with the occasional like a decent shot mixed in there. Yeah. Um, I feel like you could make a tumbler called the cage rage tumbler. You'd have like six still images and you'd be like, this looks like a pretty neat movie. Then you'd watch it. It'd be terrible. Yeah. I hate to do this. Three cause... of those shots would be from that one scene of him pushing Peter Stromer. Yeah. And then there'd be one from the scene where he's chasing a Russian guy and this Russian guy is easily, 10, 15 years older than Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And one of Nicolas Cage's friends... He's probably been drinking because he was at a strip club. Oh, yeah. He was just at a strip club, and Nicolas Cage starts chasing him, and one of his friends shoots the guy in the belly from far away, and his other yep. friend is like, what but are in, you doing? In the middle of the street in broad daylight. Just in broad daylight, and Nicolas Cage chases after him, and it takes Nicolas Cage a surprisingly long time to catch up to and catch this older gentleman who's been shot in the gut already. Oh, and it was one of those uh, no strip strip clubs that we've <laughs> yeah, seen the so many times in the movies. And this is like there's no cover charge. That's why people go to those because everything else is covered up already. Yep, it's a negative two drink minimum. They <laughs> <laughs> so buy two drinks to show up. This is the sort of movie where it confuses me the most, though. Where it's like there's clearly enough like violence and swearing. Yeah, to, people like, are raging. I don't know. There's not that much swearing. I think this might have been a PG thirteen movie. You Dave. think so? It's pretty violent, but it's not. Do we just get Bloody tricked violent. into watching a PG-13 movie? I think we did. This is the, that happens to me the all the time. Unborn, was that a PG-13 one? Wait, what? What was the one with the where the poster was the girl looking in the mirror? And oh, I think it was, it was the Unborn. The You're talking about butt. the butt. The butt, yeah. That butt horror movie. It was, mm-hmm. it, it was like, like, uh, it was like entrapment me where you're butt. sold on a butt. Exactly. It's amazing to me that in this day, of a, day and age, you can still sell a movie on the image of a girl. The promise of a girl's butt. <laughs> That's still enough to sell a film. Yeah. So Dan, you I mean, were saying that, that I mean that that's like a real flashback to the Roger Corman days. <laughs> it's like the cheapest special effects. Just Our slap breasts. a butt on the poster. Are you um, double checking? I, I mean, I, I guess that's Tinto Brass's whole career. Except I was trying to look he, at what the rating was. He pays but, off the promise of butts. That's for sure. I'm I'm not finding it. So maybe it was unrated. Yeah. Was this released in theaters? I don't even know that. I do not know. Was this a movie that was made? We may have had a. Were we incepted? Like a group hallucination. A grusillation, it's mm-hmm. called. So this, in some ways, this doesn't fall into the category of movies we would normally watch, other than it stars Nicolas Cage. I mean, I, I think it was released in a theater somewhere. No but. way. <laughs> what theater where? I, I mean, I don't know. Let's call it uh, 
the the cage or uh, cage what, at, like, at like Bam Cinemas at uh, the Landmark Sunshine uh, Fancy. Well, I theater. bet you there's like a ground round family restaurant where this was accidentally projected on a screen so, while children ate free popcorn <laughs> while they were waiting for their chicken fingers. According to Wikipedia, <laughs> like this is all right. This is the entirety of the production section of uh, Wikipedia's entry on Rage. Filming began in June 2013 in Mobile, Alabama. The end. That's I all. Mean, do you really want to know more about the, the production details. of, That's of all you Rage? Need to know. Yeah. Now here's I'm gonna I'm, you know what I I'm mean, just gonna go out on a limb. You know what this movie Mobile needed? looks great. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I think the a great uh, place to live, except for all the crack houses and places <laughs> that don't have uh, wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> there's almost no rooms with wallpaper in this movie. It's like they all live in that one apartment in Twelve Monkeys that they hide out in very briefly. And there was the scene where Nicolas Cage was chasing that guy, and it was basically a direct lift of uh, Raising, Raising Arizona. Arizona. There was like I w- I hope that that was like a, a real nod to Raising Arizona, where he's chasing the guy and they run into a house. They're running through backyards, and the dog is barking at them like. I hope I wish they were like, you know what? We're gonna put as many Nicolas Cage references into this movie as we can. Mm-hmm. And they put that one in and they were like, uh how are we gonna fit honeymoon in Vegas yeah. into this movie? That's you know what? easy. Forget I mean, it. there was a Sorcerer's Apprentice one that we totally missed. We just just, we just missed it, guys. We're, what do you mean? What, what Wait, was what? It? We're not sorcerer heads. <laughs> we're not sor- I don't know what it is, man. I'm we just, just don't know the movie well enough. We're not we're not apprentices. Is that what Sorcerer's Apprentice Wait, fans what? are called? Source of is, that a, <laughs> is that a drug you're taking? <laughs> I think he should be taking it the way he's just Side effects of shit. source of friends might include saying random shit, <laughs> misreading lay, lay things. Lay. <laughs> I've got restless tongue syndrome. How many Nicolas Cage movies? <laughs> that is have the we worst watched? come on you could ever t- give to a girl. Uh, hey, baby. <laughs> I got restless tongue syndrome. I'm terrible at that. <laughs> So what were you saying? Like this, Stuart? That yeah, exactly. That's what, well, hey, I was trying to leave some fucking subtext right. there, dude. Yeah, okay. come on. Um, yeah, how many how many Nicolas Cage movies have we watched? We've watched a bunch, and this is We've probably watched, the second worst. one of those worst. things that we could have double checked before. <laughs> I mean, I didn't ask the question. I think we've. That's uh, why I asked it to you. I, I thought you'd fucking remember. More than three, boy. less than a hundred. Other than the, like the three that have been critically acclaimed in that time. We have watched every Nicolas Cage movie that's come out every since, single the flop, one? since the flop house started. Did we watch? We didn't watch the one with John Cusack, right? Uh, Frozen um, Ground. Um, Frozen, Frozen Deadly not, Ground. We didn't watch that. We did so I guess Frozen. I just disproved your fucking thesis, okay. Professor Wrong. He said well, critical, critically acclaimed movies. He was pretty critically acclaimed with that, right? I don't think so. <laughs> Let's. Um, you know what, Dan? I was too harsh <laughs> with you just now, and I apologize. I was feeling a little bit of, I guess you'd call it rage. <laughs> Uh, and I apologize. We've been in each other's throats all night, guys. Yeah, yeah because of this damn Nicolas Cage movie. Nicolas Cage, why are you doing this to us? This is supposed to be the most joyful time of year. Uh, yeah, we got a... It's lovely weather for a cage ride together with you. <laughs> we just gotta wrap this shit up. Um, the weather outside is caging. <laughs> the movie is kind of enraging. But since good. we've no place to go, let it cage, let it cage, let it cage. Terrible. Uh, so was this a good bad movie, a bad bad movie, or a movie you kind of like, Stuart? What do you what 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 do you say? Aside from that one scene, yeah, it was a bad bad movie. Okay, <laughs> the one scene in which a poorly chosen camera angle made <laughs> it look like Peter Stormare had tiny legs, tiny dwarf legs. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I I agree. There's really 
as you can hear in your ear holes right now, there we is, are struggling to think of things to say about this movie because this is about as nothing as a movie could be. Like the first ten minutes of it, I thought, oh, this could be like a very like stripped down basic revenge movie that I could enjoy. And then like the last five minutes, I'm like, oh, okay, well, it had slightly more on its mind than I thought it did. Like it was about I how guess. Yeah, I mean violence like, begets violence. Yeah, I mean there's a little twist of like you know, him like going on this whole rampage and not not for any good reason. But in between, there's a whole lot of nothing. It's a really repetitive movie, too. They just kind of go around in circles, the characters, mm-hmm. never accomplishing anything because, of course, they're wrong-headed the whole time. But even like, even the repercussion, like you could have set up that there were big repercussions of what they're doing, but all it ended up being was this Russian guy and Peter Stormare shooting each other in a parking lot. Yeah, and I mean, Cage I gets shot at the end, but that I mean it takes a long time. Do you think there was? Do you think that was Danny Glover's plan the whole time was to get the entire criminal underworld of Mobile, <laughs> Alabama to clean itself out? Yeah, maybe he's, a, he's like a, that's natural selection. <laughs> or wait, the, the, that was or natural selection. Tried to play it off as that afterwards. <laughs> uh, the police had <laughs> wait, like, well, like, everything turned out just as I thought it would. Damn it, Danny! <laughs> you <laughs> let you let several shootouts go on in your in your town. Dozens of people are dead. There was a car chase. Yeah, just all as I plan. according to plan. That is you might not say it was possible. a bit of pure luck. <laughs> <laughs> you might say I was the predator too. <laughs> I guess my mind is quite the lethal weapon, <laughs> beloved. No longer will Mobile, Alabama, be a Grand Canyon. <laughs> Nicholas Cage will see in the color red, uh, but all I see is the color purple. Unforgiven. <laughs> uh, he's not in that. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Danny Glover? Danny Glover is totally unforgiven. <laughs> what character does Let he play? What's, what's his character's name? Is his character's name Morgan Freeman, racist Dan? <laughs> is it Gene Ackman? Does yeah, is his Gene character Ackman? named Richard Harris? Yeah, Richard Harris. So anyway, uh, I also give it a bad bad. This It had potential. Any movie called Rage with Nicolas Cage? Oh, you know what I'm thinking of Silverado. He was a Silverado. <laughs> they're so different. <laughs> like opposite days of movies. I mean, they're both yeah, no, westerns. He though. was an irreversible. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's Kevin Klein was in uh, Unforgiven, right? Yeah, yeah. He plays and, Clint uh, Eastwood. And Jeff Goldblum, yeah. <laughs> At his sexiest westernist. <laughs> you guys can suck it. You're not just racist. You're western racist. <laughs> All westerns look alike to you. Um, I was watching that movie Blazing Saddles. Oh no no no! I'm sorry, Wyatt Earp. <laughs> so I was watching that movie Stagecoach. Oh no no! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was uh, A Million Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> oh no! You shouldn't watch that. Uh, and I gave it a bad bad. Could have been. Could have been potential. Could have been. Should have been. I would rate this one only for the Cage completist. Watch Stolen again before you watch Rage once. I'd even watch Seeking Justice before this one. Yeah, Seeking Justice had some funny stuff in it. He I'd had watch, to go buy those candy bars to I'd, show that he wanted justice. I, 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 I think I, I think Season <laughs> the Witch had a demon fight at least. I think I may still watch this before Bangkok Dangerous. Yes. I would say this is the second worst we've seen. Bangkok Dangerous is still the worst. Because at least this movie, there's some rage. In Bangkok Dangerous, there's nothing dangerous. Not even date. No. Mm-hmm. It's barely in Bangkok. Mostly takes place in the Bangkok suburbs. Um. So <laughs> Bangkok Heights, they call it <laughs> the Bangkok Palisades. Moving on. Um, dot org. Uh, we have sold out our live show at the Bell House. What? What? That's right. What? Sold out. There are no tickets left. There are none. Not even if they sleep with you, Dan. Well, we could work something out. 
That was creepy. I'm sorry. There's no tickets left. I, I introduced it, and it was super <laughs> creepy to me. Um, no, but uh, but here's so the thing. So thanks, Floppers, for selling out the, our show weeks ahead of when the show actually was. And if that thing Dan just said creeped you out, you can't return those tickets. No, no, no. Non-refundable. <laughs> but the offer's still open. <laughs> no. It's creepy. So, uh, but we did want to say... That uh, if you if you're coming if you want to make a night of it if you want to come to risk the podcast that's on before us hosted yeah, by yeah. Kevin Allison Mr. Kevin Allison of the state uh, yeah uh, true stories boldly told um, if you use the code Flophouse Fan at checkout you can get those tickets for ten dollars uh, as opposed to twelve as opposed to twelve dollars advance tickets or that's 15 a fifty percent saving. So, I yeah. don't know math. <laughs> no. Um, so that code again is Flophouse Fan uh, when buying tickets for Risk, which precedes us. That starts at eight. Yeah, and we're awesome. on ten. So I uh, just wanted to give you that. So what's the code again? Shout out Flophouse Fan. Flophouse. <clears throat> and uh, hey, we got another thing to plug, don't we? What's that? Now it's coming out the day came out today, the day we're recording this, but. Maybe you'll still get a chance to buy it in stores if it hasn't sold out. But a little comical book we've been talking about called Flash Gordon Holiday Special. Yeah, the internet is on fire. Somebody put it yeah, out. No, wait. Ah. Let it burn because the Flash Gordon Holiday Special is awesome and on fire. Wait, I don't really read the logic. Well, radical. Well, wait, well okay. there's three stories in it, each one written by a different Flophouse co-host. Mm-hmm. Their names are Dan Stewart uh-huh. and Elliot. And they're or totally you, radical. <laughs> you know, for a fun game, you could not look on the inside cover and try and guess who wrote what. It's not that fun. No, but, I mean, I mean, if you're a lonely child <laughs> with no friends sitting at home, you could you could do that. And uh, I yeah, wanna, you, you're just gonna tell the the darkness. Yeah, you're and, just gonna make those guesses out. To, and then once you, if you get it right, the, you can to the fucking Babatook hanging out <laughs> in your backyard. <laughs> if you get it right, you can quietly go. Yay! <laughs> to yourself. And then masturbate to the Red Sonia ads in the back of the comic. <laughs> so that's a good time. That was the best part was showing uh, showing a guy at work, uh, showing one of my customers when I was at work the uh, comic I wrote. And they always stop at the Red Sonia <laughs> ad. And I'm like, I didn't write that. They're like, mmm. Maybe you should have. <laughs> she devil with the sword, you say. Um, but. Why is it always butts with you, Dan? Now that we... I've gotten through that nonsense. I want to plug something. Oh. So, and on... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Bup, bup, Surprise plug. Bup, bup, bup. On February 21st in the next year, that's 2015, at the Alamo Draft House in Yonkers, New York, uh, they're going to be screening a rare 35-millimeter print of the movie Castle Free. What? What? The yes, Ding Dong ripoff indeed. movie? Indeed. You will see the Ding Dong ripoff in the flesh. Whoa. <laughs> Just joking. It's going to be on screen. Oh. Uh, I'm going to be there. And it doesn't exist. Uh, there may be some <laughs> other special guests. Uh, tickets are going to go on sale in January. Uh, that's February 21st. I totally recommend it. It's super fun. Alamo Draft House. So, Yonkers, New York. Moving on. USA. To Planet move. Earth. Rated R is Milky playing Way. at the universe. Hello, I'm Taco, the elephant magician. Moral High Church here, the master of clerical magic. I'm Magnus Burnside, the fighter. Did you guys like that? 
Did you, the listener, like that? You were just swept up in a world of high fantasy and magic where anything can happen and anything is possible. Hi, I'm Griffin McElroy, Dungeon Master for the Adventure Zone, a new podcast on Maximum Fun, in which magic and mystery intertwine for a very erotically charged role-playing experience. <laughs> you can catch it every other Thursday here on MaximumFun.org or iTunes. It's for Dungeons & Dragons, but with family. Hi, this is Dave Hill from Dave Hill's Podcasting Incident on the Maximum Fun Network. I'm here with my lovely and talented secretary, Miss Shana Feinberg. Shana, I understand you've been doing a bit of research to find out what listeners think of the show. Yes, I have, Dave. And what have you found? Well, people that love it say they love it because it's just Dave hanging out with someone in his apartment. Awesome. What, what do people that hate it say? They hate it because it's just Dave hanging out with someone in his apartment. Oh. Listen to Dave Hill's podcast incident on the Maximum Fun Network, mother Was that too much? No, I think it was perfect. From listeners. Mm, we love them. The next segment. You write them. We, we read, read them. them. You eat them. <laughs> we, we see them. them. <laughs> you beat them. <laughs> then you greet them. Lead them. Cheat them. Thanks. So, this first letter is titled. <laughs> Let her in. Oh, She's a letter. Let her in to your mailbox. Let her in. It's a letter. For you and the lady, but a letter. It's a piece of paper with writing on it, but there's something distinctly feminine about it. Can't quite explain it. Maybe a woman was reincarnated as a letter or a tree made into paper for us to write a it's letter like a Greek on. Myth. I don't know. It's beyond my she, understanding. She slept with Zeus and Hera turned her into a tree. The important thing is it's a letter. Letter in. Letters was taped in front of a live studio audience. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Or specifically Elliot. (laughs) Uh, Sit, letter, sit. Rough. Good letter. This goes a little something like this. Dear Dan. Something like this? Or is this the exact text of the letter? (laughs) I I may paraphrase. He always makes it up. (laughs) Dear Dan, the real McCoy, Elliot, Waylon, Kalen, and Stuart Beefcake Wellington. If oh, the, wow. If the Crypt Keeper opened a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> and this feels like entrapment. <laughs> one, would it be scary out or die in? Two, would he serve Mongolian beef? <laughs> yeah, it's, Three, would he serve Bugu Dai Pan? I feel like this Four, is more of a pitch than a letter. If he played a joke, would he put creepy in your Coke? <laughs> not not to be confused with Cree P, the urine of the Cree race. <laughs> Keep up the magnificent work, sweet P Garfunkel, name held lovingly. <laughs> so what did that have to do with us? I, well, <laughs> I mean, we love the Crypt Keeper and his puns. That's pretty much it. I know that, Crypt Keeper, that the Crypt Keeper married a Chinese woman. It doesn't mean that they have to open a Chinese restaurant. Mm. She's very sweet. Oh, okay. And very happy to And together. understanding. Yeah. She ha- you have to be when you're married to a Christian. You have to have a great a sense of, of humor. Yeah. Cultural misunderstandings. One of them's Chinese, the other one's a ghoul. <laughs> well, but the thing is, there's so many great opportunities for puns in the Chinese language. And yeah. she really supports his uh, his interest in getting dressed up for stuff. 
What? And putting on costumes and shit. <laughs> oh, like yeah. tuxedos and things? Yeah, he puts tuxedos and like Dracula costumes on. How are those two things different? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so well, one of them has like an ascot. It's like a fucking bunch everything. of medals and shit. Now, is there something about her being a Chinese woman specifically that makes her more supportive? No, I'm just saying rest? she's very oh, supportive. No, she's just a very nice lady. Okay. Damn, not everything is about race. Well, everything. The weird thing is. Up until this point, it seemed like it was being about race, so I didn't. Weird thing is, her name's Julia. He's never called her Gulia. No, out of respect. Yeah. It's a foundation of respect. Yeah. So that was a marriage, thing. guys. He does actually, <laughs> although occasionally say that he'd like to stake love to her. Mm-hmm. And he holds a, like a vampire stake, you know. Yeah. She puts up with it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was some misunderstanding when at the wedding uh, they said, uh, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? And he goes, I die. <laughs> so do you mean I do? And they're like, that's not even a good one. <laughs> no, it's not a good pun. And you have to say I do. It's legally binding, sir. Um, Crypty, <laughs> you got to say the right words or you're not going to be married. And his wife, Julia, was like, Crypty, for me, can you please be serious for once? All right, for boo, Julia. Mm-hmm. She's his boo. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this one goes like this. My boyfriend loves y'all. So was the old witch his, um, his best man? or well, the, the old witch the was the maid of honor. honor the, vault, the vault keeper, the vault keeper was the best man. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow! So she she's in with his friends if she's the, the old witch was his maid of honor. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. Julia was quickly became part of the gang. Great. I'm glad that that all worked out. <laughs> was, was William Sadler invited? I'm great. I'm great that this fictional marriage is working out well. <laughs> they're not going to get divorced. You know why? You know why, Dan? Communication. <laughs> it's the foundation of any marriage. And respect. I think we've respect already talked about that. And the ability to laugh together. Yeah. Thank you. So William Sadler was invited. <laughs> yeah, William Sadler was actually the, the uh, performed the ceremony. Oh wow! I didn't know. Yeah, he, he got induct- uh, uh, ordained in the Church of Life online. <laughs> yeah, he's like, sure. I hope you have a good. It's ironic because he played Death in <laughs> yeah. the Bill and Ted movie. I hope you have a good demon wedding night. He said because he's in the movie Demon Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All, he was like, yes, together. I get the joke. <laughs> Billy yeah. Zane was. It's not a invited. minor effort. <laughs> Dennis Miller was there. No. Matt Frewer was there. Oh, boy. Dennis Miller was there because of Bordello Blood. Sure. Matt Frewer was there because of Max Headrom. Max Headrom? <laughs> He's the Headrom. <laughs> um, so this letter goes like this My boyfriend loves y'all more than he loves me. Really. Wow. That's kind of sad. He does. He's listening to Not every. after that last bit. <laughs> no. no. He is shutting it off and declaring himself flop free. <laughs> Since 2014. He's looking around his room with all of his flop flop collectibles, throwing them away. Just torching them. Yeah. Uh Just with a lighter in an aerosol can. (laughs) He's listened to every episode twice and sometimes mentions your names like your close friends. So I've done what every jealous girlfriend does and checked out my competition. Now I know nothing about movies, so pretty much everything you talk about goes right over my head. But I have to admit, I've been enjoying listening to the Flophouse. You have great chemistry. Elliot's voice makes me giggle. And sometimes you talk about a cat. So great. <laughs> I wish I could say that I don't enjoy listening to the podcast uh, so I'd have a legitimate reason to be bitter. But unfortunately, I cannot. I'm willing to share my boyfriend with you and even make nice um, with the other I think woman. you've misunderstood okay, our feelings. We just want him on weekends. <laughs> but I reserve the right to terminate the relationship at any point. Okay, boys? Okay, good. Glad to be able to get that off my chest. Thanks for reading. Mackenzie. 
P.S. Castle Freak? Seriously? P.S. Some more. If you happen to read this during letters, Richard, I love you. Oh, that's very sweet. Yes, I hope that they haven't broken up in between times. Wow, way to go to the letter. dark place, Dan. <laughs> we told a beautiful story of love between an old crypt keeper and Julia. I'm just acknowledging <laughs> suddenly, how long it takes me to get to some of these letters. Well, when's that letter from? I don't know. Like, <laughs> Lost to the mists of time. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <sighs> Sometime before the third Martian rebellion. Mm-hmm. Like gorillas <laughs> in the mist. These are the days of our lives. Was uh was that between the guys with the forearms and the uh, tripods or? Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It was the war between the uh, the Martians from War of the Worlds, the Martians from uh, John, John Carter, Carter, and the Joey. Martians from uh, from Out of the Silent Planet. Was uh, Alan Moore doing the script or? Uh, yeah yeah. Okay, so but then he disavowed okay. all knowledge of it. It was okay, and they got kind of weird with weird sex stuff. Well, that's the thing. It turned into all the characters having sex with each other. <laughs> And then Orlando showed up because he loves that character, even though nobody else does. Hilda Swinton does, dude. <laughs> That's a, well, I guess it's the same character, but technically. <laughs> if only Orlando would show up. So this letter is from Alec, last name withheld, who writes, Guinness. In the Any Which Way You Can episode, you fellows expressed some discomfort concerning Clyde's treatment of his orangutan consort. And uh, you mean kidnapping and uh, sexual harassment? Yeah. Yes. And Philo's complicity in this apparent great ape date rape. But somehow, somewhere... <laughs> Try and mix up Dan, I like it. Somewhere in the deep recesses of my consciousness, a light went off, and I re-examined a passage in a book I'd read once on evolutionary psychology. I remembered correctly, the majority of orangutan couplings would be considered rape by human standards. Let me explain. No, please. Sexually mature male orangutans <laughs> fall into two categories. Flanged and unflanged. <laughs> Sexually mature orangutans <laughs> fall into two categories, scientifically known as goofuses and gallants. <laughs> you know, goofus orangutans play instead of helping their mother set the table, whereas gallant orangutans set the table and then say thank you for a delicious meal. Can I buy a book to find out which one I am from Spencer's Gifts? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yep. It's right next to the card of Michelangelo's David with a big dick. Flanged males are older. What's that for? Like a birthday? It's like a lady's birthday or bachelorette party. Okay. I would think it'd be for like a guy's birthday because they think if they're getting older, their dick's getting bigger, right? No, no. For the guy's birthday is the card of the Mona Lisa with her top down and there's her boobs hanging out. Spencer's gifts being crass and crude since whenever it started. Also, it has that globe where you put your hands on and there's static electricity yeah yeah it's called a static globe that's where all the nerds hung out in spencer's i mm-hmm. was by the truck nuts and guns and roses t-shirts display <laughs> but anyway flange males are older 15 to 20 years and have reached this age in absence of any other flanged males they have the characteristic cheek and throat flaps and longer hail hair <laughs> unflanged males are somewhat younger and or have reached maturity in the presence of of a dominant flange male. Is anyone going to explain what a flange is? <laughs> Though flange males attract females with a long I'm just going to assume it's some, kind of, it's some kind of a spring that has like a fake eyeball on it or something. And protect their harems by roving unflanged males. The unflanged, like our hero Clyde, are able to mate Ugh. only by force. Points to Dan if you made it through the above paragraph without tripping over his booze-numbed so tongue. Zero points. <laughs> Anyway, it seems, therefore, that rather than being morally dubious, any which way is treatment of orangutan's sexuality is merely accurate. Uh, as Werner Herzog would say, 
any which way but loose <laughs> represents the inherent brutality of romance in the animal kingdom, a world where true love is but a lie, <laughs> and all sexual relations are but a battle between one set of chromosomes over another. I mean, the next sentence basically says that it actually forces <laughs> us not to with that bad accent, acknowledge the species-specific evolutionary basis of our own sense of right and wrong. Please know I would never stand behind When you stare into the Clyde <laughs> duology, you stare into the abyss of your very soul. I would never stand behind any act of human-on-human sexual violence, but when it comes I to... I so. Even our, <laughs> I hope... Taking a big stand there, taking, buddy. Yeah, this strong. bold stance. Yep. Same kind of stand like a Nickelback song takes. <laughs> <laughs> How so? It's true. Like, they got songs like, they all like, it's not cool to beat up a woman and shit like oh, that. Okay. Like, no shit. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> They're, they've got like a song that's called Candy is Sweet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just like a very basic thing. Okay, maybe the least <laughs> creepy thing anyone could have ever said, and out of Dan it sounds creepy. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, Dan, you, you've mastered creepiness. To the point, I think you could say anything and make creepy. Just go like, it's raining today. <laughs> or, like, or like, grandma says hi. <laughs> uh, You're a master is what I'm saying. I can only bow at the feet of the master. Okay. Well, a regular creep show. <laughs> thank you. You've successfully made me feel terrible about myself. <laughs> but when it comes to even our closest cousins... Who are we to judge? Clearly, Buddy Wait, Van Horn feels the my same cousin way. cousin Sarah and Jill? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, Keep that's... Keep them away from fl- unflanged males. <laughs> or flanged males, for that matter. <laughs> All right. Well, Alex, last name withheld. Thank Thanks, you buddy. for your your. Are orangutans really our closest tips. cousins, closer than chimpanzees? Uh, Ask the, the letter. I, I, uh, letter. Yes? <laughs> <laughs> are orangutans really our closest cousins? Maybe to you. Zing, burn. Well, that was weird. That wow, was a really sassy letter. It's a sassy letter, but the burn, the quality of the burn was pretty low, I feel like. I mean, yeah, it's a letter. You got to, you know. Sure. Grading on a curve. <laughs> yes. Trouble with the grading on the curve. <laughs> so, all right, this last uh, letter. Just tell me, is the word flange in it? No. It's titled, Urgent Question! Exclamation point. An urchin question. Okay. You're going to want to make sure to butcher that urchin pretty carefully to get the right meat out of it. <laughs> Don't watch out for the spines. Yeah. I thought watch you were out for its little, yeah, it's oh. little grabbing oh, no, that's hands. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. There's little kids that live on the street sure and they're spines. Those hands. Uh, you want to you have the urchin clean your uh, chimney before you butcher it. Before you butcher it? <laughs> it's where you turn it into a birch tree. <laughs> Ever since it had sex with Zeus, Hera birched that urchin. <laughs> we call it birchening. <laughs> Getting totally birched. Okay. Urgent question. Dear oh. Flophouse. Dear Flophouse. Urgent question. Yes. What Julie Andrews movies are worth watching? Lewis, last name withheld. What Julie Andrews movies are worth watching? Yeah. Well, there's the Americanization of Emily. Yeah. That's you a good movie. You got your uh, Mary Poppins. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if, like me, when you were young, you had weird sexual feelings about Mary Poppins, you want to watch SOB so you can see Julian Andrews topless. I've never yeah, seen yeah. the movie all the way through, but my mom's a big fan of Victor Victoria. Victor Victoria's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is that it? I mean, it's, there's, I, maybe. There's not a lot of, uh. I mean, she's in, like, Sound of Music, but it's not that good a movie. No, it She's isn't. in, like, The Princess Diaries, that's a more recent Julian Andrews. Yeah. You need to check to see if she's in Unforgiven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she plays the duck of death, right? 
That would be a totally different movie with Julie Andrews. <laughs> Why not kill a president? <laughs> uh, yeah, what other movies is she in, Dan? She she hasn't done. She, you know, she was. Uh, she has some voices in Shrek. So not good. <laughs> Nothing good there. I don't recommend Shrek. Uh, in fact, it's here? not Shrek recommended. <laughs> There's an on Golden Pond, a TV version of that though. Okay, not I haven't seen that original. version of it. Uh, a fine romance. Is that Julie it? Andrews. <laughs> Julie Andrews. Yeah. This is you've, you've tuned into the podcast. Dan looks up Julie Andrews movies on his phone while you listen. Uh, the Pink Panther Strikes Again. Which one is that? Is that the one with the laser that's going to destroy the Earth? Or yes, is... that's the Doomsday uh, Laser. Okay, that's a good one. It's all right of the Pink Panther films. I think that's uh, you know like that's second or third after Shot in the Dark. I like. Uh, what's the one where with Christopher Plummer as the Phantom? I think that's my second favorite. It's either Return. Yeah. I think it's Return of the Pink Panther. That's the one with the uh, the stuff about uh, asking about if there are any rooms at the hotel, right? Right. And he arrests that the guy. Who Is that the one with like the monkey that's that's begging on the street? Your dog does he bite? Yeah, I think so. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot in that movie of Frenchmen not understanding Peter Sellers' French accent. Um, so Julie Andrews is not in that, but, not it's, in, <laughs> but it's, it's still good. And apparently not in that many good movies, even though being an icon. So, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to take a picture of Julie Andrews. You're going to cut it out. You're going to put it on your TV screen. <laughs> now every movie you watch has Julie Andrews in it. I don't care what movie it is. Nightmare Before Christmas, Spaceballs, Jurassic Park, <laughs> Ghostbusters, Birth of a Nation. Julie Andrews is in it now. <laughs> oh, Sherlock Jr. Wow, with Julie Andrews. Marathon done. There you about. go. Fantasia with Julie Andrews. Here it is. Uh, the land that time forgot, sure. The land before time, sure. She's in both those. Baby the last dinosaur. Baby the last dinosaur. Julie Andrews is in it. Look, if you want to see Julie Andrews meet a dinosaur, you're gonna have yeah. to do it this way. So this has been one of the weirder episodes we've done. And uh, one of the la- more lackluster, I think. Yeah, no. Well, I think that let's the- say you're watching that old California Raisins TV special. Throw Julie Andrews on that. <laughs> the lackluster. Quality. Maybe you're watching an episode of ER. Julie Andrews it. The lacklusterness has led to the weirdness. You're, you're watching a town called Panic. Throw Julie Andrews on that. Yeah. I don't know that movie. Uh, it's a it's a French cartoon movie. Is Julie yeah. Andrews in it? She is not in it unless you put a picture of she Julie Andrews be, on yeah. your screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to do the voice too. The doors open. You, you want to see Julie Andrews on the voice? Stick Julie Andrews on your screen. Watch My Fair Lady and imagine now that put, she was cast in that. Watch Sound of Music. Stick a picture of Julie mm-hmm. Andrews on there. It's like Multiplicity with Julie Andrews. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Now watch Multiplicity. Put Julie Andrews on there. It's like Multiplicity with Julie like, Andrews. Is, is anything like Virtuosity with Julie Andrews? It is if you put Julie Andrews on the top of the TV there. Lawnmower Julie Andrews? Yes, it's Lawnmower Man with a picture of Julie Andrews on it. Well, Julie Andrews of the corn? Again, you can make it happen. Uh, <laughs> um, so Vampire those- Hunter Julie Andrews. Just watch Vampire Hunter D, stick Julie Andrews on sure, the Sure, Hard Bodies with Julie Andrews. You got it. Bikini Car Wash Company with Julie Andrews. You can make it happen. Sure. Those were letters. Any um, Look, Animal Instincts 1, 2, 3, or 4. <laughs> Night Eyes. Put Julie Andrews on there. Um, they were very useful. Emmanuel and Rio. Just stick Julie Andrews on the screen. <laughs> but now we have to put those letters behind us. Halloween 3, Julie Andrews it up. And That's move. Season of the Witch. <laughs> yeah. Season of the Julie Andrews Witch. <laughs> Move into uh, Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. No, 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 my friends. Star Trek Two: Wrath of Julie Andrews. Recommendations. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Looks like Julie Andrews is taking a day off. <laughs> the next thing that happens is recommendations. We're Doctor Strange Love. Doctor Julie Andrews Love. We recommend movies that we've Peter, seen. Back to Peter Sellers, I guess. 
That we Peter like. Weller, sure. Robo's Julie Andrews. Buckaroo Andrews across the eighth jury. Or I could just leave the room and <laughs> this could keep happening. Wait, is Julie mind. Andrews the same as Julie, the Crypt Keeper's new wife? Julia, you mean? No, oh, Julia, that's right, Julia. Julia Ju- Julie's short for Julia. Yeah. Julia Andrews is the last Crypt Keeper's last name. <laughs> Andrews is, so she became Julia Andrews when she married Crypt Keeper Andrews. Wait, are you? <laughs> the guy that they named Andrews Air Force Base after, mm-hmm. yeah. Because the Crypt Keeper's time in the Air Force. But are you saying Blake veteran. Edwards is, is the Crypt Keeper? <laughs> and have you ever seen them in the room together at the same time? Nope. Yeah, well, you make a good... You make Every time argument. somebody puts a Crypt Keeper sign up in the sky, Blake, Ed, uh, Blake Edwards makes yeah. a hasty exit. Speaking of which, how did Tommy Wiseau get Julie Andrews for the movie The Room? I'll tell you how. Stuck a picture of Julie Andrews on the screen. <laughs> uh, can we please move on to Big Top Pee Wee, starring Julie Andrews. <laughs> Of movies that we've seen recently. Cross of like. Iron from Sam Peckinpah. Oh, Julianne. God. So I'm going to recommend first, in the hopes that we'll shut this down. Um, Critters, I saw, starring Julie Andrews. A couple movies. She won the Space Bounty Hunters, or I guess she's just in the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, she's scene. just in every just a picture of her. Julie Andrews in Ghoulies. Now it's called Julie's. Now, does that lower the tension at all? Because you know that there's no chance a critter's going to eat her because she's literally glued to the TV. You don't know that. She's so charismatic as a still image. You think she's part of it, yeah. Sure. You know what? I'm not going to recommend anything. <laughs> no, no, recommend a movie, Dan. Then we can stick Julie Andrews in it. Uh, I watched a couple of... Uh, Screeners lately. I, I watched Nightcrawler. I watched Foxcatcher. Now you're you know bragging what? that as a voter for the Writers, Writers Guild Awards, you get DVDs of movies that are still in the theaters. I, I, uh, yes. I wouldn't say I was bragging. It's just a fact. Mm. Well, you just threw out the term kind of screeners. a humble brag. You could have just said you saw these movies and implied that you saw them in the theaters like normal yeah, folk. Yeah, you paid, paid full price. If you want to see Julie Andrews in it, you'd have to print out a 30-foot-tall poster board image of Julie Andrews, stick it in front of the screen, this is what you would hear. Hey, down in front. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Andrews. I loved you in every movie ever because I put a picture of you in front of it. Continue, please. Um, so what did you see that you really liked? I No, I liked both of those movies, Nightcrawler and Foxcatcher. They both had problems. You I love three-syllable titles. Foxcatcher was a little dour all through. It, like, it, it kind of like was pitched on the same level all the way through of uh, sort of oppressive... Um, there's no X-Man named Foxcatcher, right? There isn't, but there should be. Okay, continue. But uh, but the acting was very good from all of the main uh, leads. I think uh, one of the Channing dark writers might be named Foxglove. Oh, God, I'm just not going to do anything. No, 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 Channing Tatum. <laughs> this, like, this question of <laughs> whether Carole's an X-Men he's was got named Foxcatcher. He's, he's got a fake nose. Like, it actually adds literally nothing. <laughs> there was no reason to interrupt with that question. Like, it just does nothing. So let it roll off your back, dude. Like water off a duck's butt. Not after all that we've been through. I can't do it. Uh... It's our it's a it's a good movie. Foxcatcher. I don't like got it. I don't got much more to you say. You got kind of mixed reviews, Dan. That's all I'm saying. Like How dare you interrupt me? And I'm done. Uh, well, I'm done because I know that if I keep how, talking, how is Jake Gyllenhaal? Is Jake Gyllenhaal good in Nightcrawler? And Foxcatcher. Uh, how was Julie Andrews in Nightcrawler? <laughs> of the two movies, I liked Nightcrawler more, but I thought that it was a little simplistic with some of its uh, critique of. Uh, news journalism and sure. and tabloid journalism, but uh, in terms of like a mood piece, in terms of like a thriller of a kind that's not made a lot anymore, where like the hero of the thriller is not actually like a likable person, but mm. you're still kind of invested. In, invested anyway. Yeah. 
Uh, I liked it a lot on those levels. Both uh, definitely worth seeing. And that's what I'll say about those. Okay. Anyone else have recommendations? Well, uh, I watched one screener so far of what was sent to me. I said I watched Boyhood, which I liked. But enough people have talked about Boyhood. We watched a revenge movie today. So I thought I'd recommend a revenge movie. Here's a movie that... Revenge of the Nerds. It's called <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds, Nerds in Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> they revenge... Okay, so the nerds are in heaven, literally paradiso, and they need revenge on God. It's like the Golden Compass series <laughs> for making them nerds. They say, God, you're omnipotent. Why did you not place us in a world I'm where a, nerds are I'm desired? Unless they made it into heaven with all their cheating and their kind of raping And date raping? <laughs> well, let me tell you. It turns out God is the ultimate party animal, know, which means he is a jerk. <laughs> but anyway, uh, a movie. So here's a, a movie that's not thought of as a revenge movie often, but it is. And it's for a few dollars more. The often overlooked second chapter of the Man With No Name trilogy. Wow. In which Lee Van Cleef is a heroic character. Unlike his character of Angel Eyes in the third movie, good, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And he wants revenge against the villain in it uh, for the killing of his sister, I believe it was. Uh, and there's a great showdown where they're going to fire their guns at each other when a song stops playing from a, you know, watch that plays this, or it's either a watch or a music box. Anyway, uh, it's a movie that I think a lot of people don't see. They skip straight from uh, for a Fistful of Dollars straight to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Take some time to rewatch for a few dollars more. I think you'll enjoy it. Do rat. So every once in a while here at the Flophouse, we receive uh, things from. Uh, we receive like DVDs from listeners or <laughs> we from things. We receive <laughs> things, <laughs> body dildos parts, and springs uh, and <laughs> pictures of Julie Andrews, and jelly beans and hammers and snails. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is this a Harry Potter spell? <laughs> you know, lint rollers and, and jet turbines and blue whales <laughs> and quarks. Tire jacks and Auto- jacks that you play jacks with. Autographed pictures of Brent Spiner and armadillos <laughs> and peapods. Darmadillos. That's an armadillo with a painting of Dharma and Greg on its side. <laughs> Darmadillo and Greg. It was uh, taken off the air and retooled because nobody wanted to see a show about a man who marries an armadillo. <laughs> Uh, so every once in a while cooking and eating dermadillo (laughs) (laughs) he's just so curious about what this animal tasted like sure sure. after having tasted okay Um, after having tasted human flesh (laughs) (laughs) it was a very different show so every once in a while uh, we receive stuff from listeners and sometimes we even get stuff from Christmas trees and bags of fleas (laughs) sometimes we also get DVDs from uh, sometimes guess, even DVDs companies. and ever you know we got a lot sometimes we get these like DVD collections anytime it's like busty it's babes like or something, or something yeah. yeah yeah well if anyone wants to send us DVDs that you've made Please, if anyone wants to send us anything not well I mean not anything anything <laughs> Dust bunnies, amplifiers. <laughs> Wait, people can make that? That's terrifying. Yeah. Don't send us anything deadly. We send us Anthrax albums. But sure. in, I mean, in this case, I'm going to talk already. about something deadly. Dan, uh, normally if it's something that's like like Bimbo Babes or something, like a DVD collection, Dan keeps that. We don't get that. Yeah, yeah. But he I got, tell us about uh, it. He passed along a DVD collection that, call, no. that was called Explosive Action. And uh, a week or two ago, I popped it in and just picked a, a movie at random to watch. It was and, called Boobsplosion. <laughs> and it was uh, it was called Nine Deaths of the Ninja. Uh, it's about a two-man anti-terrorist squad 
played by uh, their characters are Spike Shinobi, uh, who plays okay. a ninja. Some kind of samurai dog. He's an he's an uh, he's like the ninja character who has a bandolier of uh, I guess Shurikens? like blow pops. Oh. That he sucks on after he's done defeating his enemies. And then he <laughs> gives to uh, the children that inevitably show up after one of these ninja battles is done. And then he has his, like, American cohort, uh, Steve Gordon, <laughs> who is I, like a total ladies' man and a stallion. Now, this movie is totally worth watching the whole way through. But specifically, it's worth watching because it has this opening credit sequence where it's like they wanted to make a James Bond style like opening with like naked ladies or dancing ladies and a little bit of violence. So they have the, they have the guy who plays Spike Shinobi practice his like samurai sword Kata next to a bunch of women who are doing synchronized dancing and there's smoke, but it looks like he's very close to cutting them. Like it's like, <laughs> they just did it all on the same soundstage. Uh, so that's totally worth watching. Uh, yeah, so check it out. Nine Deaths of the Ninja. There's like a great, like, faux, uh, Dr. Strangelove style villain. So uh, the, it's super great. So a ninja has the same number of deaths as a cat. Exactly. I think it's, I think it's part of a big series of ninja movies, but. Uh. Mm-hmm. Ninja goes to Harlem. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Ninja. Nin- yeah, Ninja Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Ninja Summer Camp. Yeah. Ninjas everywhere. <laughs> ninjas everywhere. All ninja, over the place. Ninja on the moon. Three ninjas. Yeah, three ninjas and a baby. Starring yeah. Julie Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> she could be all three of the ninjas. Look, the number of Julie Andrews in the movie is limited only by the number of pictures you print out and stick on your TV screen. <laughs> what if when Yoda said to Luke Skywalker, there is another he meant, I guess he speaks to Obi-Wan's ghost. When he says there's another, what if he meant Julie Andrews? <laughs> what if I told you that every movie could star Julie Andrews? I'd what say would you, that be worth to you? I'd, Four million dollars at least. I'd say you're crazy. <laughs> well, take that down. It's 1995 plus $40 shipping and handling. <laughs> wow. What are, you, are you shipping it like in an hour? What is <laughs> We pack it in diamonds. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's, that's incredibly that. cheap then. <laughs> Your kit includes one. That I feed on. <laughs> your kit includes. I guess I, I did immediately devalue the diamonds. <laughs> your kit includes one picture of Julie Andrews and a form for ordering more pictures of Judy An- Julie Andrews. Um, so, do I recommend another movie? So, don't walk, know. don't run to your regular, your local Julie Andrews store. I guess this episode of the Flop Spencer's Gifts <laughs> was sponsored by Julie Andrews. Uh, Julie, thanks for sponsoring. She could have the show. danced all night on stage. Yeah, not in the movie. Uh, but uh, it's another cage was wow, coming. Thank gone. God, this one's done. We're looking forward. <sighs> I to gotta say, 2015. Now I understand why people say the holiday is the most stressful time of the year. Yeah, I really were. I was really looking forward to cage miss, and yet all I got was heartbreak, exhaustion, and some cheese it crumbs in my pants. Yeah, and we're gathered together. Three of us, loved ones, gathered together. We're not three, doing this for a while. But at right? each other's throats. Three wise men following a star, and that star, Nicolas Cage. (laughs) And Uh, what did we find? But a baby in a manger. A baby goat. (laughs) 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 They call them kids. (laughs) A Harmony Corinne film. Um... 
So, uh, we've clearly all gone crazy. It's late. <laughs> it's late in the year. Julie Andrews should kiss each of us goodnight and tuck us in and sing us a song. We're deep in the winter months. It's the solstice. We're going uh, crazy from lack of sun. <laughs> I mean, I just got back from sun, so I'm I'm not crazy at no, all. I right. have a son. I see him all the time. <laughs> okay. Um, so for Did the you f- forget your own name? <laughs> Is that how far gone we are? <laughs> For the flop house, I've been Dan McCoy. <sighs> I've been Stuart Wellington. <laughs> and I'm Julie Andrews. Good night. <laughs> Good night. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So when we start this thing off, test, the test, first thing test. we should do is say, test. on tonight's episode, yeah. we talk about a movie called Rage 2012. Something like that, Not right? the Carry 2. Yeah, we should do it totally cool cool balls <laughs> like you just did. <laughs> but not like wacky balls. Um, or mad balls. The en- the enemies of the uh, boglins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the natural prey of the boglin. <laughs> That's the thing. Kids like balls, Dan. And they love boglins. <laughs> and if you <laughs> slap a face on that ball, it's like a license to print money. Or like yeah. a fucking you get that license. or something. <laughs> what, like, like a, a face ball. on a goosh ball? Goosh that ball up. <laughs> we goosh this ball up by 80%. <laughs> Make no, that's it unprecedented. Rubber that's hairier. unprecedented. That's unprecedented. <laughs> we're gonna have There's to no talk, president. We're going to have to talk to the CFO on this one.